time to take the next step with Looney Libis. Welcome back to the next step. I'm sitting here in Tanzania today with Joseph Karindula, the founder and CEO of Swahili Honey, a company that works with smallholder farmers in rural areas to produce high quality honey. So Swahili Honey is a graduate of Fledge, or specifically the graduate of the Nature Accelerator from a little over a year ago in Chattawa, Italy. That's where we met. You've been aggregating and selling honey now for... Four years. Four years? Yeah. Uh, And for most of that time, you've been producing and selling in the country with a little bit leaking out to Kenya? Yes. But recently you got some big orders. Yes, in Dubai and Oman. Okay. Yeah. And so they ordered... About we'll, we'll skip the specific numbers. They um, ordered about a third of all the honey you shipped last year. Sure. <laughs> um, so I've been blogging about mm. uh, high-class problems with another one of my honey fledglings, Kalahari honey. Sure. Seems to be a really good business, honey. Yep. Trouble with this business seems to be that there's a high demand. Yes. Yeah. So. How do you deal with that? How do you deal with a, a new customer coming along, ordering you know, a, basically a, a third of all the production you would have had last year if they had ordered it a year ago? Actually, I can say I, I agree with you that that's an issue. And uh, one of the things which we say, okay, there is opportunity, there's a big business for honey. But then one of the things which we've been struggling is to meet the requirements of the buyers. So one of the things is, First, the equipments to, to, to process the honey, storing the honey and all those stuff, they are quite too expensive. And uh, even the requirements for uh, storing the honey also, it's quite too expensive because you have a specific drums which you can put honey, not all the drums you can hold. Yeah, so the so honey. honey's shelf stable, but you can't make it too hot. It can't, it can't be stored in a hot climate and we're in the tropics. Yeah, sure, because when you do that, it tends to increase the moisture content which now at some point it lead to the fermentation of the honey, then you have a bad honey. So actually, let me go through. When you, when you warm up honey, it gets more moisture in it? Sure. It As gets more pro- moisture and it loses the taste. It even loses the smell, you know, each honey, whenever it's coming from, whenever, where the bees they've been foraging, it has a different smell, it has a different taste and all those stuff. So when you hit the honey, then you lose all those stuff and you lose all the properties which makes honey different. So you're not supposed to hit the honey and then you are supposed to keep the honey at a certain level of temperature. And you have to worry about this not just uh, between the farmer and the, and the processing and storage, but between the storage and the customer. No, no, I can say you have to worry from the farmers because that's the, the, bi- the bigger issues for honey you have to handle, like all the value chain, you need to handle everything from the beginning. And that's the reason why for us we chose to work directly with the farmers because in order for us to have a, a control, the whole control of the value chain. So we have to make sure the farmers, they are harvesting the honey correctly. They don't lose too much smoke because when you smoke too much, uh, you, sm- you smoke the bees too much, then the honey tends to, to have a, a smoke smell, then that's bad. Mm-hmm. And then after harvesting the honey, we have to make sure they have the right equipment to filter, like to do the, the initial processing of the honey. So that's another thing. Then we need to make sure like they have the, the required drums. So for us, we supply the drums for them to put the honey. And then we have to make sure where are they storing the honey after 
doing the initial process. And, and are these drums cleaned between uses, or they're used once and never again? No, 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 no. For 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 the drums, they we are using it continuously. But they, after after removing the honey, we have to wash it. We have to dry it, and make sure there is no any moisture left out instead. So while probably every listener has a bottle of honey on their shelf, probably mm-hmm. shaped like a bear for most of them, mm-hmm. um, and it's overheated or it's crystallized or yeah. it's it's not it's not in peak performance here, this seems like a simple product, but it actually isn't. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing because sometimes you get complaints from buyers like, okay, this honey has gone bad. Because one of the things about honey, if you keep it collectively, if you store it the way it's supposed to be stored, then it's not going to to go bad, you know, and it doesn't go bad. It doesn't matter how long have you stored it, but if you keep it correctly, then it's not going to. But you find some customers, they they put the the honey inside the refrigerator, then that's bad for honey, or they expose the honey at a higher uh, temperature, let's say, at the inside the kitchen or some stuff like that. Okay, yeah. let's go back to the original topic of yeah. uh, how do you keep customers happy when they're ordering more than you have? First of all, you, for us, we normally tell the truth. Like, you need, uh, let's say, maybe you need 50 tons. We cannot manage to, to give you 50 tons. But let's start with uh, at least a certain amount of honey. Then going forward, as our capacity increasing, then we'll keep try we'll try to meet your demand and stuff like that. yeah so we don't go forward and accept the order we try to start small with the client and then keep him happy based on the quality of the honey which we are offering and based on his requirements like for following all his requirements and stuff so with time we we are going we're going to meet his or her demand okay and, and on top of that you also have the issue mm-hmm. where these are big customers when they're making these kinds of orders they don't pay when they make the order. They don't yeah, pay sure. when you send the stuff over. Yeah. They pay 30 days after they receive it. Yes, sure. <laughs> Actually, that's a that's a big problem for export market because you don't get paid. And that's not only export market. Even for, for, for local market, when you supply in bulk, then you're not go- maybe you get payment after 30 days. Sometimes it's not 30 days. It's called for 45 days, 60 days. So one of the things actually we make it first we need to convince the buyer to to do the down payment for us and actually that's not easy to convince the buyer especially have when you, have you succeeded <laughs> in doing that? <laughs> Only, I know you ask but, but have you succeeded? Yeah actually for 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 for, uh, for the new order which we are working right now we managed to convince the buyer to to do the down payment but that that took us too long like we are supposed to start uh, uh, exporting in in april but that uh, brought us to almost fe- uh, june so it was uh, back so and you, forth so back you, and forth you would have yeah. done two cycles of shipments and payments if you had just oh. af- could afford to do that and did it yes of course because for us one of the things which make us difference first we have to make sure the farmers are happy so for us whenever we buy the honey we have to pay up front to the farmers so for you where if you, you have a buyer who now wants you to supply in full and then you don't have any anything then it's going to be a problem and so that's on the buyer's side but you also have to deal with 500 and something farmers mm-hmm. so on that end what have been the big struggles on collection on, yeah. on the vendor side yeah and actually that's a good question because when we started our aim at first was to to have our own supply chain like 
like the supply chain which we can be able to control like having the traceability of the quality of the honey which we are selling to the market so our main focus as first was to to have because we have our own facility where we make the beehives which farmers they're using to to produce the honey so we've run that for almost like three years now and that has has been uh, quite expensive for us. So now what we're trying to do right now, it, first we, we, we have stopped signing up the new farmers. And another thing which we have tried to do is to, to have, like if one village is near to, let's say, three or five other villages, then we put uh, one place where these farmers, they can bring their products there. So instead of going around all, all over the place, so we just have one place where we, we pick the, the consignment from there and take it back to the... Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so it's really a logistics problem, right? It's a big country. Yeah, it's a big country. The, the, you don't have 500 farmers in one village. You have 500 farmers split in, across three regions. Yes. One of the things which we are struggling with, most of these villages, they don't have good roads. So a bigger trucks cannot get inside the interior of the village. So all these places which we choose uh, to be like our collection centers, they are almost near to the, to, to the main roads. And all these people, they have the small motorcycles. So they use their own motorcycles to, to kill the, the, the jerrycans, the honey jerrycans from, from the interior villages to bring it to the, to the near place where the trucks can come. Got it. So yeah. you, don't, you don't have 100 trucks? Yeah, well, we don't have 100 trucks. <laughs> Not yet, at least. Not yet, sure. And so I hope it helps the listeners to hear this. Growing a company is even harder than starting a company. Right, getting mm. it balanced, getting the orders to match the supply. Mm. When you're really the aggregator, you're the one in the middle. You're not the one. You don't have total control over the production of this mm. product. You have to deal with uh, with making the whole system work. Yeah. So I hope uh, everyone who is listening understands that. Of course, it's easy to start a company, but it's not easy to grow a company to become a, like a, a bigger company. Uh, thanks for coming on. Thank you, Tony. And welcome to the list. <laughs> <laughs> right, until next time. Yep.